You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Working security can be kind of a nerve-wracking job. And you're in places that oftentimes house lots of people, at least in a working capacity. Lots of energy, lots of things going around during the normal hours. But when all that stops for the day and all those people leave, you're kind of left with a shell. A shell of a building where there's normally a lot of energy. Whether it be a shopping mall, whether it be a large office complex, it suddenly gets very, very quiet. But what do you do when you start to see things? What do you do when you start to hear things? But you know, and you've searched, and you can prove, there's no living soul on the premises. Even more troubling when you bring guard dogs in. They seem to find the same areas where you're hearing these noises and seeing these things, and they seem to be seeing things too. But there's nothing there. Man and animal both experiencing the same haunting simultaneously. That is exactly what happens in our next story. Take a listen. This ghost sighting took place around 1900s in Leeds, which is in Yorkshire, England. It's not particularly scary, but it is very true. Give you a bit of background on the area the ghost sighting took place so you kind of get a feeling of the history of the place. The Villers Merchants, where the sitting took place, is located next to an old sandstone quarry that the Romans first quarried nearly 2,000 years ago. In the more recent past, during the Second World War, a prisoner of war camp for German and Italian prisoners was located right next door. And after the war, a camp was erected there to have house displaced people from across the UK and Europe at the end of the war. So as you can see over the years, the area has seen a wide variety of people in tumultuous times. Anyway, to the story. My dad used to work for a local builder and timber merchants, and money was tight. To earn more money, he used to open the yard in the morning and close it at night while working as a wagon driver throughout the day. This suited my old man as he got extra pay, and it suited the employer as they had someone that they could trust and did not have to fork out for a security guard. 
The yard is located at the top of a hill and commanded looks over the surrounding area. Anyway, the buildings my dad had to open in the yard were not particularly old, probably built in the late 1800s. For the UK, this is not old, really. Anyway, the main office block was built in an H shape, had long corridors with numerous offices located off the corridors. The building was two levels, ground and second floor. Anyway, when my dad first started to perform these extra duties, we had to have a phone line installed in the house. Up until this point, we did not have one. As soon as the phone line went in, my dad started receiving calls in the middle of the night from the police saying the alarms had gone off. So as part of his duties, my old man would have to drive up to the yard to meet the police to let them in to check the building, make sure there were no break-ins or intruders roaming about. This was quite a regular occurrence, which used to piss the local police off quite a bit. Anyways, often it was the same door that was found to be open which had triggered the alarm. The door was the door to the accountant's office where all the employees' pay packets used to be stored. At the time, the workers used to receive their wages in a pay packet and not direct into the bank. This door was a big old English oak door which was very heavy. I can still see it in my mind's eye. This door took some pushing open. So for it to open by itself, through the night puzzled the police and my dad. On one night, the alarms had gone off again and my dad had to go meet the police again. And the police were used to this place by now. Rather than trapeze around the offices to look for intruders or just unleash the police dog and let it roam through the building. One night, the police dog went off into the building by itself. Around five minutes later, my dad and the police could hear the dog going crackers. At this point, the police thought an intruder was in the building. So they went running into the building. A couple of minutes later, my dad went in and found the police and the dog stood at the court, the accounting office door. The dog was barking into an empty room, going nuts, but the police could not see what the dog was barking at. One of the policemen took hold of the dog's collar and tried to walk it into the room, but the dog was having none of it. The dog plainly would not go into that room at all. The police officer went in by himself saw there was no one there, came out, gave the dog a bit of blocking for not going with him, and left my dad to close the office door and rearm the building. A couple of weeks later, it was around Christmas time, and it's the office party season. There's one of the office guys working on the first floor of the office. Office was above the main meeting room. It's common knowledge that all staff working late had to be out of the office for 1930, so my dad could lock the building's and the yard up. So about 1925, my dad goes up to see the man in the office to tell him it's time to leave. When he gets there, he's having a chat with the man in the office. Man asks my dad if my dad must work late because of the party. What's going on in the office below? It's puzzled my dad. He told the man that only he and my dad were in the offices and no one else was around. The man said, no, there's a party downstairs. I've been listening to them laughing and joking, heard music. Again, my old man told him there was no one else in the building. Man started to get a bit angry at my old man and insisted there was a party downstairs. At this point, my old man told the man to follow him downstairs to the meeting room. He opened the door, and it was pitch black inside. No one was in there, and not been there for a few days. At this point, the man was not happy, got a bit freaked out, and went away, and got out of there very fast. These are just a couple of the sounds that were heard. Another one was one of the cleaners who had been offered a job there by her late mother. She was cleaning one of the offices late one night and heard her mother singing a song that she used to sing to her as a kid. 
took her a split second to realize her mam had died a few years ago. This did not freak her out. Actually made her quite happy to think her mom was around. Anyway, that's a bit background of the building. My mom and dad divorced when I was 11, and in 1989, my dad soon met another lady. It just turned out that I went to school with her son, who for the sake of the story we'll call Mark. He was in my class. Because we knew each other from school, we got on. Anyway, because of all the crazy shit that had been happening at the building, my dad used to ask me and Mark if we'd like to go with him to help him lock up. This happened quite often. We used to love going to the yard as there were external buildings that housed some old equipment they used to use down in the mines and the railways. For two young kids, it was great. We used to play in these old buildings in the yard and find old paraffin lamps, old military uniforms that had been left over from the prisoner of war camp that was housed next door and loads of stuff young lads enjoy. Anyway, one night, it was about 1915. It was dark and probably around January. Myself, Mark, and my cousin, we'll call Paul, were at the yard with my dad. They were outside the main building waiting for my dad, who was still inside. We were chatting, then we all went quiet. I don't know why, but we did. We then all turned around to look in the opposite direction. Again, even now, when I speak about this, we do not know why we did, but we did. We all, all three of us, saw a man about 15 meters away walking down towards us. I can still see him clear as day. He had ginger hair, green and white checkered shirt on. He was in full color, but bright. The best way to explain it on the old TV sets is where you had a little knob that you turned for brightness and you turned it too much. It was still in color, but overly bright. This man looked like that. Anyway, He's walking towards us. Then he turns to his right and starts walking towards the building. He's not walking towards the entrance. He's walking towards the wall. And he goes straight through the wall. Now myself, Mark, and Paul were all 12-year-old boys who thought we were brave. But I'll tell you what that scared me. It really did. My dad comes out of the building. We tell him what happened and he thinks we're joking. After a few seconds, he knows we're not joking. He puts us in his Land Rover and takes us home. Anyway, after that, we did not want to go to the yard with him anymore. So he used to go by himself. About two months later, my dad gets home. He's as white as a sheet and shaking like a shitting dog. He sits me down and starts asking about the ginger-haired man we had seen. Turns out that that night, my dad was locking up the building, and as he's walking away, he sees someone through the window inside the building. Thinking he's locked someone in, he goes back, opens the door, walks through reception, and at that point, the man walks past him. My dad, who is now only a couple of feet in front of him, asks him if he is by himself. The man does not stop walking, but turns and looks at my dad for a second, turns his head back, and continues walking down the corridor. At this point, my old man, who's not known for having much patience, shouts at this bloke that the place is shut and he's got to leave. The man just keeps walking. My dad starts to follow him until he sees the man carry on walking to the end of the corridor and through the wall. At this point, all bravery my dad had left in him is gone, and he gets out of the building. My dad described the man he saw to me, and it turns out the description is the same. Anyway, after that night, my dad stopped opening and locking up on a night and just continued to be a wagon driver for the company. I just mentioned a few of the stories from that building and yard as there are literally dozens of sightings. The buildings are now gone and a new housing estate was built there in the early 2000s. 
The quarry was an old sandstone quarry, so I wonder if that had something to do with it. Over the years, I've had some crazy shit happen to me while I was in the army, but that night will live with me until my dying day. I can still see it clear as day. I'd love to know if any people in the new housing estates have experienced anything. I spend most of my days driving throughout the UK now doing fire inspections, and to make time fly, I listen to your podcasts. I'm also an EPP. I also subscribe to the dark side of Wikipedia and other shows. Keep up the good work. Kind regards, Gary. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.